Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 112. John and Wendy talk to Orlando Ashworth. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you doing tonight, John? Wendy, I am well. We had such a good time with movie night, hashtag HRSH Mm -hmm. movie night. We're doing it again. Yes. So much fun. As of right now, we don't know what we're going to watch yet. Um, As the time of recording, we don't know. By the time this comes out, we will know. That's the weird thing about podcasting is when you guys hear this, you'll already know what we're going to we're going to watch. But right now we don't. We are going to put out the, the survey a little bit later this weekend after our next chat. Um, and you guys can help us pick out the next movie to watch. Um, I will be sure to come up with a, a good selection. I think last time kind of what I did is I went down to our actual we have still have physical DVDs and Blu-rays. So I kind of went down and went through uh, what movies we had. But maybe this time I'll I'll zoom through next Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and how many other choices we have to watch movies now. There should be a good selection. And uh, I'm excited. It was a lot of fun. You know, kind of like your wife said, we just sat around drinking beer, watching watching a movie together. You can't do, you can't go to the theater, so might as well do it with us. That's right. And we're it's a lot more economical than going to the theater. I mean, if we all tried to go because yeah. we had 15, maybe 18 people take part mm-hmm. in it. That'd be a lot of money to get primetime <laughs> tickets and buckets of popcorn and a big Coke or something. But no, it'll be, it'll be yeah. a lot of fun. And if you want to join us, we do it on Twitter. We just yep. use the hashtag HRSH movie night and we'll cue the movie up at seven Oh five PM Eastern time. Yep. Don't start before. Don't start after. If you start after <laughs> you can ask us where we are and we'll try to figure it out. Yeah, plan to start the movie at 7.05. When we start at 7, we'll ask what's in your glass and what's in your bucket or dish or tray or mm-hmm. whatever you – because we figure you got to have something to go. But, Wendy, yes. like I said, looking looking forward to it. It'll be another another nice way to spend a Sunday evening together for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Lots of fun. I, I'm really excited about tonight's guest. I've not had a chance to talk to Orlando before. He's been really active on Twitter, it seems like, for a bit and – connected there, but I know you had a chance to talk to him and look forward to continuing that conversation. So I'm going to stop talking and let you make the introduction and we'll get started. Yeah. Super excited to welcome Orlando Ashworth to the show tonight. He is a results oriented and solutions driven human resource executive and senior Marine Corps officer with almost 20 years of progressive experience, helping business units, senior leaders and executives in challenging fast paced and dynamic environments. Uh, He has managed and inspired teams consisting of 7 to 30 HR FTEs while supporting small to large size companies with employee populations of 200 to 202,000. He's authored diversity and inclusion policies, taken HR programs from zero to hero. I could almost sing that little that song from uh, from uh, Hercules there, zero to hero uh, and developed total reward policies and programs that significantly impacted retention rates for the better. He has been deployed to Iraq, Bahrain, Jordan and Okinawa. He has a master's degree in management and leadership, master's in human resources management, executive certificate in HRMG and holds both the SPHR and Sherm SCP certifications. And he is currently an HR consultant with the Marine Corps University. So, Orlando, welcome to the show tonight. Our first question is always, what is in your glass? Well, thank you so much, John and Wendy, for having me on the show. 
Uh, tonight, what's in my glass is a hard seltzer. It's a wild berry flavor, and it's called Truly. I got a pretty good deal on these bad boys from um, Costco. So that's what mm. we're having tonight. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, Orlando, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we've not had a chance to actually speak, and I'm really glad you're able to join us. Thank Talk you. to us a little bit about, first off, how did you make the decision to join the Marine Corps? And then what was the move, or how did you make that move into human resources? Well, uh, this goes back quite a ways to my high school days. Um, but most of my, my parents served uh, in the armed forces. My aunts and uncles served. So I knew in some form or way I was going to want to give back to the country. Uh, I'm a patriot. You know, I'm an American, and that's what we do. So I, uh, I felt the call to the Army until I had a really good friend of mine show up in a pair of Marine Corps dress blues looking extremely sharp. <laughs> I had no clue what the Marine Corps was. I'm not kidding you. Nothing. So I researched it, and I'm like, man, this is awesome. If I want to do it, I want to be a part of the best. So I hopped on the Marine Corps um, yellow footprints down in Paris Island, South Carolina, and uh, became a Marine. And as far as HR, so this is, a, this is quite the story. Um, I actually joined the Marine Corps as an enlisted member. You have enlisted and you have commissioned officers. I serve as a commissioned officer now, but on my way to becoming an HR professional, I actually uh, ran into an HR lieutenant uh, in, in Cherry Point, North Carolina. And she carried herself very, very well. And as a lieutenant, she had the audacity and the opportunity to make such a phenomenal and great impact on so many Marines. She inspired me. So I knew when I became an officer that I, would, I really, really wanted to join HR. And in the Marine Corps, to get to HR field, uh, we go to a school called the basic school where you get your job. You're not guaranteed HR. You go there and you can get any job the Marine Corps has to offer. <laughs> but from day one, I truly asked for HR and I got lucky. We had two spots for two, you know, there were 250 lieutenants in my class and there were only two HR spots. So we had to finish pretty high in our class to get selected for HR. So that's how, that's how I uh, ended up in HR in the Marine Corps. I do like that you chose that your um, area of service based on the dress that they had. Yes, it's gorgeous. <laughs> hey, you know you gotta you, you pick whatever way whatever way works, and it seems to have been successful. So I love that. Thank you. Um, but let, let's you know chat about that a little bit. What have been some of the main challenges for you as an HR pro in the military? Well, I like to peel that back, and we look at military. We look at all the different arenas of HR. You know, we've got profit, we've got nonprofit, public, private sector. Um, when I look at HR, I like to take a holistic look. And we're facing similar challenges to what everyone else is facing in different HR spaces. And I'd say our top three right now, uh, and that continue, are talent attraction, uh, employee engagement, and retention. When we talk talent attraction, we are, uh, we're, the Marine Corps is fighting to, to get extremely talented individuals, the same individuals that our Fortune 500 companies and all the successful private nonprofit companies are going after. We have to work hard to get those folks and we can't necessarily do it with a paycheck. So we have to do it with our branding. So that's a challenge in and of itself, but it's fun. Uh, Marines, of course, are always up to the task. And then we look at employee engagement. <clears throat> Marines do a lot, a lot of training and they're hard chargers. Um, we go out and do things. We want to be the absolute best. But when you think about if you get a bunch of folks and they're all 18 players, you know, if I want put them on one team, the challenge becomes how do I keep them engaged? How do you keep them challenged every single day? And for Marine officers, that is what drives our day. That's what makes this thing fun. That's what makes HR fun because we're trying to make our unit better. So employee engagement, really connecting our Marines with the mission that we're trying to uh, achieve. And then lastly, retention. When folks come into the service, this is not just the Marine Corps, into the service period, especially now, you can see the value and you can see the skills, both uh, soft and hard skills that 
service members um, achieve and gather through their experience in the military. Once they get those, they're highly valuable assets to the civilian community. So it is it is difficult to keep Marines for the long term. You know, a lot of folks sign out for four years, but we need leaders to stick around for 10, 20 years to help grow the force, to help keep that um, that special knowledge um, and, and have the, the specialties that we need to be successful. So I'd say the three challenges we face right now, talent um, attraction, employee engagement, and uh, of course, retention. <laughs> Same things we're all dealing with right now. That's yes. for sure. That's for sure. I think it's interesting that you guys really have that focus on branding, you know, with, which you do and it right down to your dress blues, which, you know, got you in the door. What are, what are some of the other branding things that you've maybe been involved with that can kind of cross the bridge over to a civilian life? What, do you, what are some of the things that you think? You- so I think when you look at, uh, when you look at culture, in any organization, culture is what drives the, the organization to be its best. And the Marine Corps as a service has really done a great job with that. We look at um, honor, courage, and commitment. Those are our core values. And when I look at different organizations that seem to be struggling outside of the service, I always say, what's the culture like? What are their values? And are they using their values in their daily actions? If, they, if they're killing it and doing awesome things and they're doing great, then I guarantee that culture is good and it ties into their values. If not, we can take a good look at their values, and I guarantee you they're not aligned with, with their daily actions. So one of those crossovers is from the Marine Corps, I see, hey, honor, courage, commitment. It's very clear in everything we do. We know what we're doing while we're doing it. We have a purpose, and we understand our culture and our values. That crosses right over to the civilian community. Hey, take a look at the culture. Take a look at the values. Are they aligned, and do the people believe in them? Orlando, let's talk about at the, the end of a cycle when it comes to someone transitioning out of the service, yes. even if it's that four-year person or the 20-year person. A lot of HR professionals, recruiting, talent acquisition pros, they're interested in working with veterans and transitioning service members. They recognize the value. To your point, they come out with skills and abilities that others may not have and have worked in conditions they that others may not understand. There's a lot of attraction in the corporate world for folks like you and members of the Corps. What advice would you give to those HR professionals that are putting together recruiting programs for those veterans and transitioning service members or those populations? I'd say, John, number one, every base and installation typically has a military transition office. And this military transition office, their number one goal is to set service members up for success when they transition out. One of the best ways we can do that is by connecting our service members with employers that want and value and understand what their skills are and what our service members have to offer. So I'd say the best thing to do for an employer is to go out and connect with that base military transition office. And that will probably lead to some, some doors opening and some success opportunities. Secondly, I'd say just like anybody else, when you're out recruiting using LinkedIn and different social media platforms, be open, be military friendly, and be willing to have a conversation with someone who's transitioning. Service members want a great job and employers want great employees. So it's a win-win for all. Um, we just have to give each other the opportunity to communicate and realize we can help each other. So I'd say those are my top two um, recommendations. And what would you recommend for those folks? So beyond the, the base and, and working with those transition groups, particularly, let's say somebody doesn't really understand either the lingo or, you know, knowing that each each branch of the service has its own 
words and frame and right and, and ranks uh-huh. and what have you. Somebody that just has zero understanding this of the military, what would you tell them or are there places that you could point them to to say this is where you can get a good base understanding of the population? Yes, absolutely. The internet is a wonderful place to go. That's that'd be the first place I start. But secondly, after that, if you take a look at, you know, I'm SHRM certified, but if you take a look at SHRM's website, SHRM has an opportunity out there and it's currently free where they actually have a course that lays out what the military is, what it means and the value that it can bring to, to different uh, employers. And they put together a great program that's, that really makes it easy to partner with the military and find the talent that you're looking for. Um, but beyond that, I would say reach out to folks and ask the question. When, when service members are transitioning out, it's the onus is on us to reach out to companies and ask questions. I would offer and say, hey, if a company is truly interested in bringing in this talent and these skills that service members possess, the onus lies on that service or those employers to reach out to service members and the services to find out. We're all open. Like I said, it's a win-win for all of us. So just ask the question and let's get the conversation started. Yeah, I, I definitely can speak to that SHRM certification. And Wendy, I think you've done it as well, too, yep. haven't you? Yeah, it is, it's some... Great, great content. Got one more thing. A, a big program that's going right now, it's called the DOD, Department of Defense Skill Bridge Program. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a lot of, uh, a lot of information about it out there on LinkedIn and, and Twitter. And there's a website if you uh, take time to Google DOD Skill Bridge. But this program is a six-month program that allows service members to depart the service early. They continue to get their full benefits from the service while they go and intern for a company that they'd like to work for or gain skills for before they get out. So essentially, you can get a service member for for six months at no cost, and that service member can get trained. He can come in and learn your culture. He can learn the the processes and procedures, and the government and the military continues to pay that service member full benefits until the day they get out. So I think that's a program that a lot of folks haven't really heard of. It's growing and it's picking up steam, but that's another option too. I hope that helps, John. Absolutely. I appreciate that. I, if I've used, I'm familiar with SkillBridge. I've not utilized it with my employer, but absolutely I've talked to quite a few people about it. It's great that those things are going on. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things, um, you know, Orlando and I, and I talked about a little bit when we had a chance to chat because it is something that my company's looking at doing. Um, we, we have kind of put that out a little bit while we're working through some other issues right now, um, yeah. like, like we all are, but it is something that we want to um, help with that transition for the military to, you know, transitioning members, make that a smooth transition for them. Especially, you know, my the footprint where I am, we don't have a lot of bases. So it makes that transition a little bit harder when you have to, when you're moving on top of everything else. Love that you're sharing that with everybody and um, being, a, being a part of that. Um, but let's talk about how we met. Because we met on Twitter, which is fantastic. We yes. that's obviously what we love. John and I love that the most. Um, so you've been on Twitter for about a year. Um, so what prompted you to join Twitter, and what's been your experience? So what prompted me was a command order from Michelle Kohlhoff last, uh, <laughs> last summer. <laughs> I reached out to Michelle uh, via LinkedIn first, and she uh, gracefully said, "Hey, let's just let's have a quick conversation." And I'll be honest. There have been so many people that have been willing to help. I've been so surprised um, at the amount of folks that want to help transitioning service members. But Michelle said, hey, you know, I think I think I have something you should jump in on. And it was uh, at the time it was Next Chat. And she gave me the information 
and said, hey, get your Twitter up to speed. I did that, did everything she told me and jumped out there. And it's been a phenomenal experience. I tell you, it's it makes the HR world a lot smaller. And it's nice to have folks that you can turn to when, you, when you're looking for fresh ideas or if you get caught into, in a spot where you, you're not familiar with processes or different laws. It's very nice to have folks you can reach out to. And Twitter offers that. LinkedIn offers that. It just shrinks the HR community down a lot. For sure. We definitely feel that way. Um, You know, we've got contacts now all around the world, as you do, if you're a part of the HR community, being able to, you know, and we kind of talked about a little bit here, but, you know, HR issues are pretty much the same across the board. (laughs) We're all worried about talent acquisition. We're worried about um, recruitment or not just recruitment, but we're, you know, employer, uh, employee engagement. And, um, especially right now, how are we keeping our employees engaged with all of the mayhem and craziness that's going on? So, um, yeah, obviously John and I agree that the HR world is much smaller and it's much nicer when you have people outside your own bubble to go and, um, and talk to about issues. Very happy to have you there for sure. So Orlando, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the half hour question connection. Our first question for you here is what career did you dream of having when you were a child? Oh, this is awesome. So I actually, uh, I wanted to be a brain surgeon since fifth grade. Oh, wow. Wow. I I did reports, all kind of school projects on being a doctor and, and becoming a brain surgeon. And then I got into high school, roughly around 10th grade. And I was put into a position to volunteer while I was around needles and blood. Uh, and I, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand <laughs> the environment. I was getting lightheaded. I said, man, what am I going to do now? Uh, so, you know, hey, Marine Corps. So that's how that's, that's what I wanted to do. And that's how we ended up where we are. I, I think that's the first brain surgeon we've had. <laughs> Orlando, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Can I rephrase this one to one person that I look up to a lot and I sure. recommend people get, you know, get to know or try to know, reach out to. So there's a gentleman and his name is Johnny C. Taylor. Um, he's the CEO and president of Sherm. And I have followed him. I've watched his videos. I have watched. Re- I'm reading his book now. Um, I've read so many articles and he is such an energetic leader. He's a pros pro sets a great example for all everybody out here in H.R., he fights for what's right. And that he really inspires me. So I'd say if if I were out there looking for somebody to look up to and kind of emulate, I would definitely say Johnny C. Taylor, the uh, CEO and president of Sherm. So Orlando, a new HR professional asks you for one piece of advice. What do you tell them? I'm obsessive with HR. So I'd say one piece of advice is be a professional. That one piece of advice comes with a lot of, of tenants and subcategories. Being a professional means be obsessive about what we do. If you're going to be an HR professional, I look at it like being an NFL football player. Those guys practice every single day. They're out catching, they're out running, they're out lifting. So as an HR professional, we need to be reading and studying articles, listening to podcasts like this, reading books about HR. I write out sample case studies for myself and then address the issues um, and get certified. I mean, take time and get certified. You know, this is a profession. HR is just like being a lawyer or a doctor. They go out and get their license. I I recommend HR practitioners go out and get your license. Be a professional, learn, grow, and finally fail forward. You know, this is a practice. It's never perfect. So you're going to fail. But when you fail, learn from it and fail forward. Orlando, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? 
I enjoy mentoring. So I'm a guy that works a lot behind the scenes. I like to give back, connect with a lot of folks on um, LinkedIn, especially. Uh, and I like to mentor to kind of help folks that are looking to break into HR, um, looking for folks that are looking for, hey, how do I pass the SPHR exam or how do I pass the SHRM SEP? Or what's it like to get that master's? And what's it like to lead folks in a different environment in HR? I like to help folks understand that and then help to put them on a path that's going to help get them to success. So I give back in that way. Uh, and then currently I'm writing a book. Um, I'm planning on having that bad boy out in the next few months. But that's going oh, wow. to be one of the ways that I, that I give back um, is, is through that effort as well. Well, without giving it all away, what's the overall theme? Oh, okay. The theme, the theme is fast HR. And it's going to be about uh, having a future-focused HR section who aces actions and has superior stabilization. And then it has a timely and tunable department that can meet the needs of the business. I'm working on that about a third of the way through it. Very excited about what's coming. Awesome. Well, keep us posted on that. We'll be happy to help uh, promote your book for you. Thank for you. Sure. Orlando, what is your favorite movie? Instant Family. I don't know if you guys have seen this thing. But Instant Family is a tearjerker. It tugs at my heart. <laughs> my family and I, we're foster parents. And, okay. Uh, it was such a realistic movie. Um, I just really enjoyed it. I, I, I connected with it very well, and I thought it was really well done. How about your favorite musician or band? Uh, Demi Lovato is my favorite musician. And then when we talk band, so I was in the band in high school. I did a little band earlier in my career in the Marine Corps as a professional musician. I love classical music, so I'm looking at Bach, that, that type of stuff, um, Beethoven. I love it. Um, I, I listen to it. I like music that doesn't have words, where we can sit in deep thought and think about the things that are going on around us. So classical and then uh, Demi Lovato. What'd you play? I played euphonium in high school, nice. baritone. I played clarinet and saxophone and a little bit of piano. Oh, wow. And I marched the snare drum. Wow. So Lots I'm, of band. I'm a, I, I was a tuba <laughs> player by trade. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So my greatest friends were tuba players. How about a favorite TV show? The Office. Uh, <laughs> well, I have to go back. The Office was, uh, I mean, that's one of my very, very favorites. And then currently I'm watching a show called All American on Netflix. That's pretty awesome. I don't get to watch TV that often, but uh, if I do, I jump in and catch some All American. But The Office is hilarious. I love it. I like that you can always go back to it and kind of know what's going on. That's right. Go hit your favorite episodes. Orlando, I know you said listening to HR podcasts is a, a good thing to do for your benefit and your education. Uh -huh. If you're not listening to Office Ladies, you should check that show out. Yeah. The first episode was a clunker. They really stepped it up. And that show, okay. Angela Kenzie and Jenna Fisher, and they, they do a episode-by-episode episode breakdown of the, show, of the Office. And really? they bring on... They, oh yeah, it's phenomenal. It's been out okay. for six, seven months now, I guess. And mm -hmm. they, it's they brought a lot of guests on. They they bring them in. They well, not they're not recording in studio now, but bring them in studio. They bring them on the phone. They text Steve Carell and John Krasinski and all of them, and they get information. It's oh, if cool. you if you like The Office, you really should check it out because they they obviously have great chemistry. They they're really good friends and outside of television. When it when the first episode came, out, I was like, "Oh, this is bad." It got a lot better. So it did. Okay, okay. I definitely recommend Office Ladies. If you're not watching Instant Family, you're not listening to Demi Lovato or classical music. If you're not watching The Office and All American, what else do you like to do outside of work? All right. First and foremost is HR. Let me throw that out there. When I say I'm, <laughs> I'm obsessed, I really am. But behind that is uh, I get that. 
<laughs> is golf. I love golfing. I like to fish and I love to camp and spend time with my family. But uh, if I'm not stuck somewhere in an HR book or watching some, you know, HR video or something, uh, I like to golf and fish and camp. Nice. All right, Orlando, finally, it is Orlando Ashworth Day all around the world. What are people doing to celebrate? Hey, you better get in line. I got the first spot. We're going to Disney World, baby. (laughs) 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 Look. I, I know it's closed right now. Blah, blah, blah. I love it's all that disinfected, right? I love it, yeah. <laughs> I love Disney. It's magical. Very fun. You know, we had uh, we had planned a trip to Disney, and we were supposed to go uh, the week before they closed it. Oh, and uh, other circumstances had caused us to, to put the trip off for a little while. So I'm really super glad that we did not go. As much as I love Disney, as much as I want to be there, Glad I'm not, we didn't go there right now. (laughs) You'll get a chance. Yeah, we'll go eventually. Yeah, we'll get back there. So Orlando, if we're at Disney World, where are we eating? I like Magic Kingdom. I like the little, uh, they have a lot of different shops there. But if you go to, I forgot the name of Fantasyland, they have a little uh, eatery in there. They give these big pieces of like chicken breast. Um, I like going there. And they have some pretty good burgers there too. So it's uh, a lot of different, a lot of different choices. And the brownies are like the size of your head. So uh, they, they do desserts very well there. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. I was taking pictures. I have pictures of all my desserts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say that you are the first person to talk about celebrating your day at Disney World, which I think is great. I think it's great. I love it. And I yeah. also, I definitely, I definitely pick up that you are all into what we do as HR professionals. Yeah. And I, Thank you. I appreciate your energy and and where your focus on that, it, it, it's to be commended. And, and I'm again, I'm so glad that we were able to have this conversation. I know there are some listeners that probably didn't know you before now, now that they do, and they're going to want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to reach you out there via social media? I prefer LinkedIn, and it's Orlando Ashworth, O-R-L-A-N-D-O-A-S-H-W-O-R-T-H. And then I can be found on Twitter as well. Same thing. Just look me up. There's not that many of me in the world. We will have that in the show notes for sure. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you? Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily, D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. To find the podcast, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share. Anytime you help us boost the signal, we always appreciate it. International listeners, putting out the plea once again. Yes. If you are listening, contact us in all the different ways we're available. Let us know you're listening. We have a gift we'd love to send along to you. Orlando, again, really appreciate your time tonight. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 